Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, all we hear about is increased prices in seeming, in seemingly every sector of our lives and not least in our shopping baskets. But what about the people who actually make and process our foods? I'm delighted to be joined now by Roisin O'Shea. She's the head of food and drink uh, with the sector at Bank of Ireland. Good morning, Roisin. How are you? Good morning, Bobby. And I'm afraid I don't know who fed the pigeons, so I can't <laughs> help you with that. Big story, breaking news down at the Attorney General's office, uh, Roisin. Now, tell me this, Roisin. A uh, couple of things uh, that I wanted to talk about. So, the food and drink producers. Um, really, we've seen all sorts of input costs. We've seen the unfortunate uh, war in the Ukraine causing shortages of and indeed price increases of wheat into flour, sunflower oil, fertiliser. These are all big input costs. But am I right in saying that sometimes the consumer may not see that in the shops for about 12 months? Yeah, I think that's absolutely the case, Bobby. Um, you know, I think if we look back to last year, um, there were significant commodity increases even before we encountered the war in Ukraine. Um, so the Food and Agricultural Organization uh, measured a basket of commodities. They were up 14% by the year end. Wheat, because of some climate change issues, actually, the heat dome in Canada affected the harvest and that was up by 30 percent uh, coming into the end of last year. Um, so the increases that consumers are seeing now in their basket, they're really only the increases that were fed through from the commodity markets. They have to go through to the manufacturers. The manufacturers have to run down their stock. Um, then they have to negotiate the price increase with the customer. So there's a long lead time between, say, uh, the ripple effect of a commodity increase and okay. consumers seeing it in the basket. So, so then, so then, do I take from that that all the stuff that's happening at the moment in the last three months is yet to find its way uh, to the prices on the shelves? Yeah, that's true, Bobby. So at the moment, the uh, rate of inflation for food and drink, I think, in Ireland is about 3%. Um, interestingly, we're behind at the European level, which at the at moment is at 6.7%. Um, but that inflation really is, is last year's. Um, so what we saw was a huge increase, which I think your listeners will be well aware of, uh, really from the, the, the start of March. Um, so the increases were massive you know you were talking about an already elevated price of wheat um, and the futures prices which are the future contracts that kind of give an indication of the direction of travel they pretty much doubled really uh, post uh, the start of the invasion and it wasn't just wheat it was a lot of oils because of the impact of sunflower oil now they've come down a little but not much um, and really <clears throat> food and drink manufacturers now are trying to understand what the impact on their bill of materials is going to be um, and what price increases they will need to generate as a result of that. Right. Um, and of course, it's not just the commodities, it's also energy, which, you know, for a sector which is very, you know, uses a lot of energy in terms of chilling and in terms of cooling and heating and pasteurising, uh, those energy increases are very significant. Yeah, so we've got energy, uh, we've got raw materials, but we also then, one we haven't mentioned is logistics, because we saw the price of, you know, bringing a container now from China has gone up something like tenfold. So if you throw that in as well, are we looking then at two things? Potentially, are we looking at food shortages, number one? Are we looking at, which might be a good thing, 
a much more localized form of production. Yeah, I think that you, it's a really good point, Bobby, in terms of the logistics. And uh, I saw an amazing stat lately that said that 19% of the world's shipping fleet was currently waiting outside port. Wow. So not only has the cost of logistics have gone up, but you also have huge delays. Um, so I was talking to a confectionery manufacturer who, for example, you know, even though he manufactures here, is bringing in packaging from China. Um, and what it really has done is, is extend the working capital needed for, for those manufacturers from, you know, maybe getting their packaging in in, in kind of six to eight weeks to, to much, much longer. Um, and of course, as you said, that the cost of the logistics have, have gone up as well. Um, and that those logistics are everything from the shipping costs, but also, you know, to the, the trucks on the road, uh, to the vans delivering to the shops. So, you know, it's, it's all through the chain. Mm. Um, you asked there about shortages but I think you know what I would reassure listeners is that you know we are a net exporter of, of food in Ireland and there will be price increases coming but I don't think there is going to be any risks on any availability and yeah. Um, yeah well if we, think, if we if we maybe try to turn that into a positive then so in terms of demand for Irish food and drink producers you don't see that waning in any way the input costs might be higher um, and I suppose if we look at the food and drink sector, Roisin, um, they've been quite resilient over the last two years through the pandemic. Uh, and I presume you'd be advising them to, like with any business, the most important thing is to not run out of cash. Yeah, that's totally it, Bobby. If you, if you look at kind of, I suppose, the demand for Irish food, it's, it's very positive. You know, our exports are gone up um, last year. And if you even look at the volume through uh, the manufacturing industry on food, it's up by almost a quarter uh, in the period up to March. So that's really encouraging. And, and some of that is down to Brexit. And, um, you know, the, the industry had done a lot of preparation in advance of it. But actually, as a result of the trade and cooperation agreement, you know, our, our exports are still flowing freely. But the imports are not coming in as easily from the UK. Um, and as we exported almost as much as we imported, that that import substitution is is really um, showing dividends now for Irish manufacturers. Yeah. Okay. Um, and they also have huge <clears throat> opportunities on the continent as well. So you know, you're seeing Clonakilty pudding, for example, in English expat shops on the continent, uh, uh, replacing um, you know UK manufactured products. So All right. you know the, the that's very <clears throat> important, um, and that's really good. Uh, absolutely, would endorse your advice there in terms of the cash position. Um, and especially as you see lengthened supply chains and yeah. for many manufacturers what they want to do is, is buy in product so that they can hedge some of the price increases mm. and at least be a little bit certain of what their costs are going to be going okay. forward um, All right. So well, look, we would always we'll, advise them of that yeah. we'll, we'll have to leave it there Roisin but it's good advice, good sage advice it's a very buoyant sector and one we hope uh, that retains its buoyancy as Roisin O'Shea they're the head of the food and drink sector with the Bank of Ireland. Thanks for your input, Roisin, and have a lovely weekend. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.